pull up. But it's Tuesday night. That means another edition of the Big Three Podcast. I am Kyle Edwards, of course, and joined by the fellas, Jordan and Dylan. You know, what's going on? How you guys doing? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm excited for another Big Three. Yeah, definitely. Jordan, how about you? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Uh, another another episode, another installment. Yeah, your audio's, your audio's crazy loud to me. Is it loud for you, Dylan? A little bit, okay. but I can turn my headset down. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, good, you're good. Yeah, I was saying, yeah, what's going on, um, everybody, um, all the people who are watching. Uh, we back with another episode. Um, well, wild card weekend was crazy. Um, you know, Saturday, Sunday games, and then, uh, yeah, let's get Monday down to it. Man. That was very interesting. Oh man, yes. that dude we, missed like three, like four field goals. Four we'll four we will definitely touch on that game. There's a lot of wild stuff that happened that one. Uh, Key, what's going on? And Coach Dante, what's up? Uh, so, yeah, like Jordan said, wildcard weekend, well, super wildcard weekend, got those super in there. Uh, we saw a lot of really close games. There's only one blowout, which we'll get into, but I guess on a whole for the NFL, the entertainment value was there in every game. Some surprises, you know, we had a major comeback, which once again, we'll get into shortly. But um, but yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. And then they let you guys know who are tuning in. You know, we're gonna do something special at the end of the episode where we're gonna take a look at each of our individual franchises and give you kind of our wish list and all that for the offseason. So, you know, if you're in the chat and you wanna talk about your team, you could drop a comment down there as well. We'll pull it up. If you have a question about your team as well definitely yeah, do just, that as well because yeah. because we just can... want to drop it in the comment and just see yeah. our thoughts on them I'll, we'll definitely give our opinion exactly because that's one thing we love to do we will pull your comments up and let you be part of the show so with that let's go ahead and start with i guess the first game uh that we'll talk about is the niners and seahawks Seattle. yeah i know it's gonna be tough for you dylan but um all right, you guys see that on the screen? You guys good with that? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. It's a little small for me, but. Oh, all right. But yeah, so looking at this game, uh, Dylan, since you're the Seahawks fan, I guess give me your thoughts on how the game went and, um, you know, how'd your team perform? Because, I mean, you you guys were the underdogs for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it was a very interesting game. Uh, we had a good game plan in the first half, but it just seemed like in that second half, they blew us out of the water. They just made some adjustments and kind of were like, Hey, like we're better than this. And they ended up just winning the game. Um, I said it on the Sunday morning drive, Seattle, uh, made it to the ring, but they obviously weren't in the same weight class. Um, it was a good, it was a good game overall. You know, Gino looked good. He looked comfortable that their defense looked like it was rocking very early. We we're making Brock Purdy look uncomfortable. Um, which I thought was something that could happen. You know, we were the only team to face Brock Purdy for a second time now this season. So we were able to game plan against, you know, some of his tendencies, some of the stuff he does, some of his reads. So um, I thought it was going to be a closer game. I mean, definitely uh, at the halftime, a half, I was definitely happy. I was like, man, only if we can do this for another half, like we, we can win. Like I felt like we won that first half, like pretty comfortably. I think, I mean, if, 
the 49ers have the number one defense and they were the second seed and they were losing at half to. So, I mean, it sucks overall. Um, a lot of a lot of momentum. Seattle's a very big momentum team. And once we started getting turnovers, that kind of really just screwed us over. You know, that Geno Smith fumble and then getting an interception led to two good scores for the 49ers. And then we were down two touchdowns. So it sucks overall. I mean, we exceeded expectations this season. I won't get into too much about what I want them to do. But overall, it was a good game. Um, I'm happy that we made it to the playoffs. I mean, we obviously showed fight. I mean put us up against probably someone like maybe, hey, the Vikings, or hey, someone else we possibly could upset and won. Just so happens we drew the 49ers, who happen to have all these weapons and a great defense. So it sucks, but I'm happy. All right. And then, Jordan, I'm going to ask you a question about the Niners here. So based on how they played in this game, you know, we there were a lot of questions about Brock Purdy coming into all this and how good he could be. Do you think this game showed that the Niners are a legit – Super Bowl contender. Um, I mean, I mean, we all knew coming to this game the defense was, you know, already star studded. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I didn't really follow the same like their season, but right. I mean, weren't they weren't they super like bowl caliber team even when like Jimmy G and then I mean they, they still had I mean other than Debo Samuel kind of like you know until he you know got together you know out with the team again um but like weren't they a favorite coming in like you know with that defense and like that offense it's like uh, well i kinda. mean there were yeah there were some questions because we didn't know a lot about trey lance like you know it was the trey lance season. question yeah because trey lance went down you're right and yeah. then um, then there there's people who questioned garoppolo how good he really is then he went down right and now you're talking about a team with mr irrelevant i didn't I even know about, yeah i didn't even know yeah. that mr relevant until like you know it but I mean, watching them, I mean, I, Seahawks in the first quarter, they showed a little bit of, you know, I'm like, okay, this can be a game. And all of a sudden, you know, Debo Samuel started going off. Christian McCaffrey started going off. And look, look at the side, probably had 332 yards compared to Juno Smith, 253 in the, in the air um, and three touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's a point. point. We yeah, still don't know still about good. Trey Lance. We saw a little bit of, you know, we saw that long, that long pass by him in the preseason, but like that nice pass to, uh, I think it was Debo in, in, in the preseason, but I mean, yeah, Anthony hits, hits on the nail. We don't know about enough about Trey Lance to like judge or compare. Um, I mean, we need to see like a whole full season of Trey Lance to like you know get a glimpse or possibly a few games to the season next year. So um, it's gonna be a story if like Brock Purdy can wear their team to victory and, and make it to the big the big game. And then when the season's done, it's gonna be a big question like. Who's going to be a starter? Is it going to be Brock Purdy? Um, is Jimmy G going to be stripped off to another team and have Trey Lance? And, you know, who's, who's going to be starting? Who's going to be backup? So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they, they, they do play the uh, – who's their next opponent? They, they play the, the Cowboys, right? The Cowboys, Cowboys yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, before go to the next game or anything, I'm going to yeah. ask this from both of you. Okay. Because we heard that Garoppolo – could possibly come back if they make the NFC title game. Knowing what we know about Purdy, the way he ended the season, and the games he'd have to win in the playoffs to get to that point, if Garoppolo's healthy, who would you guys go with to start the NFC title game? Purdy. I'd go with Purdy. He has honestly more games played as of recently. He's played more with he's played more with um, I mean, the the current players on the field. He knows the chemistry. He knows everything. It's like taking him out is taking someone who's been running this offense for a while 
You know, I think I think that kind of just messes up the flow. Even if Jimmy's been a quarterback who's been there for a while and knows most of these players, you know, just plugging in a, a quarterback just like that to run. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's weird because he's going to have different signals. He's going to have different calls. You know, specific players are going to have to get used to how Jimmy calls things. When I just think it would just be too much if Brock Purdy's winning. I mean, at that point, if they make it to the NFC Championship game and Garoppolo's healthy to come back, that means Purdy beat the Cowboys. It means the 49ers won. So, I mean, if Brock Purdy wins, you have to keep playing him. I think the only reason you would put in Garoppolo in that case is like, you're down 17 at half to like the Eagles or the Giants or something like that. And it's like, man, we can't really be using Purdy anymore. Let's put Jimmy in and see what can happen. I feel like you only use Jimmy as a last resort because you don't want to use who's whoever is backing up, you know, um, Brock Purdy. I don't even know who's backing him up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember who it is either. I mean, if you're exactly. backing up Mister Irrelevant, it's, I mean, it's got to be exactly. It's got to be you're probably yeah, you're probably head. undrafted free agent, right? Uh, so, Jordan, who would you go with? It's a hard question because I mean, Jimmy. I mean, obviously, I would go with a guy with more experience. I mean, Jimmy G has been in the playoffs. He's been in the Super Bowl. It's Josh Johnson. It's Josh Johnson's the backup. That's right. yeah. Okay. Um, like. Jimmy G, he's been, he's been in the playoffs. Um, he's been in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I mean, so he's been in that kind of like that playoff atmosphere. But the only question I have, to, uh, like like Dylan said, maybe start Brock Purdy or Brock Purdy first because he had that, he has a hot hand. But um, ah, it's tricky because like just like Dylan said, like Jimmy has been in the system. Um, he knows the players well. He, I think he has a, I think he has a, the, the stronger arm. Um, as far fair, as he doesn't know Christian McCaffrey as no, well. he doesn't. Brock Purdy's that, played more with Christian McCaffrey than Garoppolo yeah, that's the, has. That's the only player that you really haven't had that chemistry with. Uh, see, because he's a new addition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Kyle, what do you think? Do you think they go with Purdy? Is he go with Jimmy G? Let me turn the question back on you. I think you'd have to ride the hot hand and go with Purdy. You know, Garoppolo will definitely be there as a backup. So if if the stage of the NFC title game becomes too big for Purdy, then you know you can turn to Garoppolo and he's at least the veteran presence there. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, if you get to that point, that means Purdy has shown that he can win big games with this team and why mess up a good thing? You know, Garoppolo may not be happy with it, but you kind of got to do his best for the team at that point. So you just get Garoppolo ready. You let him know, hey, if Purdy struggles, you know, a couple of turnovers here and the game's like on is like in balance, then we'll turn to you. So be prepared. Uh, Brett chimes in and says, I think you just start Purdy and run with him. I agree if you go down like 24 and Jimmy's healthy, sure, go for it. Yeah, so Brett's basically saying you just ride with Purdy until the game's kind of way out yeah, of Yeah, I, I feel like that's just the best thing to do, you know. In a sense, if it was like, I'm sorry not to bring up your Ravens, Jordan, but like if it was Lamar Jackson, like going into the like if the Ravens were going into the next round, let's say if they beat the Bengals and it was like, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson, you can play by this game. It's like, yeah, you put him in. It's like, you know, it's it's, it's such a big discrepancy that you need it. But I don't think there's too big of a talent shift from Garoppolo to Purdy that we are like, yeah, we need to throw Garoppolo in there like that's our quarterback. You know, he's been winning games just fine. So it's not like he's been bad. So 
Yeah, I say you have to ride the hot hand. If it was like a massive discrepancy of just athleticism and talent and stuff like that, and he was like kind of like, eh. Like, you, you know, the 49ers were undefeated with him as a starter. You know, like they'd won like half their games. You'd kind of be like, hmm, you know, you might want to put in Garoppolo. Or if like Purdy struggled bad against Seattle and it was like, oof, like, you know, we might want to put in Garoppolo if it's like that against the Cowboys. But he played fine against Seattle. And if he plays fine against the Cowboys, I imagine you just have to go with him. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So now I think we can move on to the next game. Probably the wildest game of the weekend. Chargers, Jaguars. So we know what happened in this game. I mean, if you if you if you turn the game off at halftime, I wouldn't have been mad at you. You know, Trevor Lawrence looked like a guy making his first start in the playoffs. There was even talk about being benched and all this kind of stuff. You know, I give um Peterson a lot of credit for sticking with him because what we saw was the wildest comeback that I can remember, you know, in a, in a long time. So, trying to see where should we start here. Um, all right, so Dylan, I'll start with you on this one. Looking at the Chargers collapse, how much of the blame do you put on Herbert? How much do you put on the defense? How much do you put on the coaching staff? Mm, I mean. I, uh, I I wouldn't put any specific amount on any specific department. I think it's just a lot of all-around blame. I mean, obviously, upper management thought it had a lot to do with the offensive coordinator, hence why he's probably gone. Um, it just all depends. I mean, I do think a lot of it has to do with a, their offensive game calling. Um, Austin Eckler ran the ball, like, barely in the second half, and it seems like if the passing attack wasn't working and the Jaguars were coming back on you— why pass the ball more? It's not like Mike Williams was the receiver out there on the field as well. Like if you had Mike Williams out there, you know, maybe passing it a lot more is fine, but it's, you're not fully healthy in the passing department and it's not working. So why not run the ball to probably one of the top five running backs in the league? I don't know. Um, it just depends. Uh, I wouldn't put it a lot on Herbert because it's not like Herbert also threw four picks. He didn't have any interceptions. I mean, he didn't make some passes and didn't have the greatest reads in that second half but at the end of the day it's not like he had a horrendous stat line that's going to make you feel like this is all Justin Herbert's fault of course he could have played better in that second half some of the his throws and some of his reads were very questionable but also with that being said you have to look at at the defense you know they played a very good game in that first half shutting down Trevor Lawrence and it's like that second half they could not just figure anything out to stop Jacksonville and it's like that has to be on them as well. So it's just a mixture of all of them. You know, some of the decision calling wasn't best. Some of the playmaking wasn't the greatest. And, you know, the defense was letting up plays, stops that they weren't in the first half. And it ended up having them lose the game in a comeback. So, yeah, as Brett puts it, most of the blame has to fall on coaching and the offense. The defense didn't play well in the second half, but at the same time, they turned Jacksonville over five times. Offense has to be better. Which is wild to think when you put up 30 points that your offense needed to be better. Like I said, it's just it was just a weird stat line to see Lawrence with all the picks, but then still be close enough to really mount this comeback. It has got like complacent. Yeah, yeah, and I think if you look at it that way, then you kind of have to go with the coaching. So it's like they went to it's like they went into halftime and they were like, "We're up, we're up!" Like this team isn't 
on our level like let's just coast and then it was like actually this is the nfl like we all have talent as well like you can't just not stop i don't know it's very questionable mm-hmm. all right brett says they got pretty much all the points off the defense giving them short fields in the first half all right so jordan my question to you about this game is yes sir yes sir so looking at the comeback from jacksonville side Mm-hmm. As we watch this game, do you think of this more as the Chargers choked this away or Jacksonville mounting the comeback, took it, took the game back, you know, took back momentum and they won it. So is it more of Jacksonville won this game or the Chargers choked it away? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, they Chargers uh, were, I guess, complacent with the lead. They were comfortable. Um, we've seen a lot of teams this year that have gotten have gotten comfortable with leads and just lost it. Um, and then on the one end, on the Jaguars end, I mean, they just played better ball. I mean, they didn't let go. They they didn't like get like they didn't hang their heads. They ha- they held their heads high. They kept on grinding. Um, and even though Lawrence had like what four four interceptions in the, in the first quarter itself for three interceptions, like that's that's. The way he wields his team to victory means that, like, even though he's young, um, obviously, what year one? I think year one in the league. I think year two, year, year two. one. Yeah, year two. But first appearance in the playoffs. Yeah, so that just proves to me that, like, he like that's all mental. Like to have those many like issues in the f- first quarter. Um, most most quarterbacks get rattled and like you know kind of like don't play good the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that, that proves me that they they had he had he, he had the willpower to to wield his team to victory. So, um, well he's on like 24, 25. So I mean that's saying something like where like you normally a veteran, you know, or a rookie or a first year rookie would like be like rattled and like you know. So it's all missile, like when you when you get down like that. So, and, and I think it's a coaching scheme too. I think Doug Pierce had the better had a better game plan. You know what I'm saying? In the second half, um, like we said, Gene, you, me, uh, Dylan, I said that you know we we picked Jaguars as the favorites to win this game because of Doug Peterson because you know we we trust his playoff caliber coaching. Mm-hmm. He obviously, he coached with the Eagles. So, um, yeah, I definitely like. I was. I mean, I thought Charge had it in the bag, but. Jaguar had different plans, so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does speak to the mental toughness of this group. For a young group, that's that's good to have early on. Now, I mean, Jordan, you did say a little bit of both. But let's say a week from now, somebody tells you, man, how that Chargers-Jaguars game? What's the first thing you think of? The Chargers choke or Jacksonville winning it? Chargers choking. All right, that's... because like I mean, they were up. I mean, they could have. There's no reason why they 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 should cut their foot on the gas pedal. They got too complacent with the lead. Yeah. They got too comfortable with it. So yeah, I mean, if I was at a bar or something like that, and somebody asked me, "Oh, you see that Chargers game?" I'll say, "Yeah, they choke big time." But <laughs> but but at the big picture, like you know, it's right, a little bit right. of both. You know what right. I'm saying? But, I definitely understand that. I mean, I think I saw a TikTok. It was like um, some Chargers fan was like knocked out, and like his buddy woke him up, and like. Yeah. <laughs> he, I don't yeah, know if you saw that. I saw uh, it. He, he, knocked, I, he was like knocked, I was knocked out. out at halftime, and then they woke him up in the fourth quarter. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I so. mean, a, a lot of Chargers fans, well, a lot of Jaguars fans and Chargers fans are probably in the same boat. Uh, but then, so before we get off of this game, one last question. The Chargers look like they fired their offensive coordinator. Looks like Staley's going to survive this. One word answer. Is that the right decision by the Chargers to keep Staley on after what we saw happen in this game? I'm going to say no. I feel like this is just kind of a big coaching market, and Staley's always kind of been that question mark. He was the question mark hiring. Mm-hmm. You know, is kind of like a question mark just all throughout the year and just how they lost. It's like, man, there's probably a lot better coaches out there for you guys to get in a coaching market where you could get someone like Sean Payton on the team. You know, you can get some of these bigger coaches that honestly probably would be better for you. Like we said, taking a risk on Staley was a, a risk. And then I don't know. I would say no, because there's better op- better options. And, you know, you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert where, it's, you know, it's about to be year three for him. So you definitely want to see a lot more results. You want to see a bigger step from him. And I don't think he can do that under Staley. Um, you know, there's a lot of more. There's a lot more coaches out there who can mold him into that quarterback. I don't think Staley can. Okay. Yeah, Jordan, would you would you have moved on from Staley, or do you think the Chargers are right in keeping him? So, so official, they are they are keeping him on. Well, I'm saying as of right now, they fired the offensive coordinator, but it seems like Staley might actually keep his job. Hmm. I mean, everyone like everyone was placing the blame on Staley. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe whoever they bring in for the other coach can turn it, turn turn it around, just like the Ravens. I mean, Harbaugh's. I mean, obviously Harbaugh is a winning coach, but I mean, the question is, would they should they fire Greg Roman? Um, I think they have a press conference. I think Thursday. I think two thirty. So we'll see what what they're going to say. Um, but I mean, that's with a couple of teams in the league, like. The, the head coaching is, is is there, and then the offensive coach are being let, are being let out. So, um, but with the Chargers, I think that maybe it's the right decision for this year. See what happens. If not, it's only if Herbert's first kind of playoff appearance. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, um, but I feel like if they make a new, I feel like if they get a new coach right now, it'll be worse for them. Worse for them. So I feel like if they just you know stick with Taylor for right now this year. See how it goes. Um, see how it, see how the offensive coordinator does. Um, whoever they hire, maybe maybe he gets Herbert to, to that next level. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't think they should make a decision of firing him this offseason. Um, but hey, if they this is the same scenario next year, fire him. Okay. Brett says he would have fired him on the field. So I mean, I guess I would have told know. him to try get his own ride home. <laughs> you can't come on the team playing. Right. I mean, if they had done that, I wouldn't have been mad at them either. It's 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 a bad look. Going into the playoffs, Staley was already kind of on the hot seat. Right. And you know, the way the game started, it looked like he kind of turned things around. But then to have that happen in the second half, I'm a little surprised that he he's still around. Maybe it's maybe it's a sign of maybe they reached out to Peyton and Maybe Peyton isn't exactly sold on the job yet, but if Peyton were to turn around and be like, "Okay, 
you know, I'm I'm open to working for you. Maybe then Staley might get his uh, walking papers. Uh, Brett chiming in again with the issue is he screwed them the week before wild card by playing Mike Williams and having him get hurt in a meaningless game. Very good point. Dylan, what are you doing? Dylan, what are you doing? I'm just, I'm just like shaking <laughs> like something. Yeah. Down. Yeah. He's been making bad choices his entire team. <laughs> I think looking at the way the game ended in that Mike Williams situation, I kind of thought that was going to be it for Staley because Mike Williams would have been a big help in that game. And the fact that he got hurt in a game that didn't mean a lot to the Chargers, you know, necessarily. I, I don't know. If he stays past this, he's definitely on probably the hottest seat next season. Like if the Chargers start off even – like one in three or something like that. I could see him being the first casualty midseason. All right. Yeah, but let's, uh, it, it would suck to have him as the coach out there. Like, you know, because you, you should have playoff hopes next season as well and then just fire him. And it's like, well, here's our interim coach. Hopefully he can lead us to a successful playoff run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it like, why do you want to put yourself in a situation for that? Why not just get rid of the coach and hire someone else? Exactly. Yeah. That's something that they would have to definitely answer to. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the next game here, which is Dolphins-Bills. This game I feel like most people thought was going to be probably the the least competitive of the weekend, and it turned to, turned out to be very much the opposite. Um, I guess, once again, starting with Dylan here. So for Miami, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Miami's side of this. You know, we know everything that happened with Tua during the season, how Miami, you know, probably could have handled that situation much differently. I feel like this is probably an easy answer, but, you know, seeing that they came up three points short, do you feel like Tua would have made that difference in this game, the way that Buffalo played? And maybe should Miami have put him out there? Um, No, I don't think they should have put him out there, Um, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm going to say no. I don't think they should have put him out there. Probably having him in there probably would have made a big difference. They could have won. But with that being said, I don't think they should have put him out there. Um, I think the Dolphins Dolphins fans should look at this as like a plus. It's like, hey, you beat, you almost beat the second seed with your third string quarterback in. Like, that's yeah. like, that's not really a lot. Of, I don't imagine a lot of Dolphins fans were expecting to win that game. And it's not like they were playing like just an ugly game. It's like, no, nah, you're playing really well against the Dolphins. You're making Josh Allen make bad mistakes. Like you guys played a great game. It's just, you know, not enough time on the clock in some of these situations, you know. But with that being said, if I was by Miami fan, I would look at this and be like, if we had Tua in there, like it could be a possible chance that we win this game. Like, I think that's a plus, like. I don't know. I, I just think it's good if your third string quarterbacks out there and you almost win a playoff game against the second seed. I think that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, Skylar Thompson being, I mean, new to all this. Yeah, he didn't put up really good numbers, but I thought he, he kind of held his own. I mean, a three point game against the Buffalo team that was a big favorite. Yeah, 18 for 45 isn't ideal, but I give him a lot of credit. You know, he he's definitely earned, you know, I guess being the backup or whatever next year. 
depending on what they do with Bridgewater. I, I, I don't know. I don't, because Skylar Thompson was a lot about him that I didn't know, but from seeing him in the New England game and then this game, I mean, I think he's a decent backup quarterback in the league. Uh, all right. So Jordan, I'm gonna give you a Buffalo question. Mm-hmm. So with Buffalo being the big favorite in this game, only winning it by three. Did you see anything or are you worried about Buffalo moving forward? Because we know at Buffalo, they're looking at this season as a Super Bowl or bust type of thing. Do you think that they are legitimately still in that conversation or were there things about this game that had you a little bit worried about them I mean, going forward? Yeah, Bills. the Bills should have won this game like at least by like 13-20. I mean, that's what the spread was, like 13 and a half, I think. That's what the spread was going to the game. So, um, the Bills, I mean, the what I, in order to, I mean, until this next game, the Bills and Bengals, I mean, both teams are coming in with problems. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, Bills, they need to, in order for them to stay in the game, I mean, what I saw, like, he threw, what, Allen threw, like, two picks. Um, so, they need to hone in on the turnovers. Um, turnovers are crucial. Mm-hmm. Um Really, the defense, like in that Miami game, they were the MVPs because, like, they were they were making the plays on defense, like that they needed getting Josh Allen under under stress. Um, Josh Allen, I mean, he was twenty three for thirty nine, so it's not really that good of a game. I mean, he's eighteen for forty five, so it's not he's a backup, but you expect better out of Josh Allen. Um, I think the only issue I see is just just turnovers. Um, and then, the, I mean, I, I guess we can preview the other games later on, but, like, mm-hmm. the Bengals have, have their O-line issues, have, you know, the Ravens were in the game, that, that game, which the Bengals should have been comfortably winning that game. So they, they both have kind of issues going to this game. But, yeah, the only thing I see with Allen and the Bills is his turnovers. Um, you know, Allen is still Allen. He'll still take a hit. He'll start hurting people. Mm-hmm. He'll still throw the ball deep, um, but that game, um, just for a little preview, I think whoever whoever wins the, the, the turnover battle is going to win the game. So, okay. Um, uh, so yeah, with Buffalo, kind of what Jordan was saying, I feel like these the random shots downfield that Allen likes to take, where he kind of just basically throws a glorified jump ball. Yeah, he has the arm. You know, he's got the gunslinger man- mentality, the Brett Fires of the world, and all that. I would like see him. Would like to see him take care of the ball a little bit better than that. Uh, he threw the deep ball to John Brown, which I mean, it was one on one. John Brown did kind of slow up on his route, so that probably was part of the reason why the ball was intercepted. But yeah, you can get away with that against a Dolphins team that was, of course down to their third quarterback. But if you're getting going up against Kansas City, Cincinnati, or if you get to a Super Bowl or something like that, that could be a turnover that could cost you a game. So I, I definitely agree with Jordan on that one that I would like to see them kind of fine-tune that. And, I mean, yeah, you can you can show off your big arm when you need to, but that play seemed like a throwaway. Like he just threw it just to throw it. And those are the, those are the times where I think Allen gets in trouble. But, uh, okay, so once again, quick question for the both of you. 
Should Tua be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins next season? Yeah. I mean, it's not like Tua was really playing horribly when he was in. Uh, he just rough injuries, you know, the concussions just kept him out. I felt I probably feel like the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins were good. Like we were looking at the Dolphins as like one of the better teams, you know, when at the start of the season when Tua was rolling with this offense, like he was, he was getting like early MVP contention. Like people were talking about him in the race like that. So yeah, it's not like Tua was really playing horribly. It's not like he was having like uh, his first couple of seasons type of season. Like he was playing good. This Dolphins team was playing good. I mean, it's not like Skylar Thompson and Teddy Bridgewater are the reason the team made the playoffs. I mean, a mm-hmm. lot of that's due to how Tua started the season off and how he played. So, yeah. Okay, Jordan. What do you? Yeah. Think? No. No. I I see Tua uh, playing, but they got to keep him healthy, man. They got no more concussions. Well, definitely, yeah. That, that's definitely going to be a part of his career going forward after this season. But I, I agree. Get Lamar. If you can get Lamar, get Lamar. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that is going to be brought up, whether they kind of jump into the free agent pool for quarterbacks or stick Wait. with Tua and kind of build little pieces around him. I mean, the way Lamar's post on Instagram, I, think he, I feel like he's staying with the Ravens, so – that's, that's all, all speculation. That's all window dressing at this point. Until he signs I mean, a contract. Why why would he why why would he put himself in a Ravens jersey? Money he creates hype. Creates hype. You you want you know, people are gonna talk about it. As long as his name's in the news, the, the dollar signs keep rising. Yeah. I would guess want to be one of those who's like, oh, they unfollowed the team. I mean that's that story's been done. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to follow them. He's like, so yeah, I'm going to post myself about, so I'm going to post the team. Yeah. And then go somewhere else. <laughs> it could happen. Right. It could happen. All right, so let's look at the next game. And, I mean, this was the one that a lot of people were picking the upset here. I wasn't one of those. I was on the Vikings, but man, it is yeah, what it is. Too. So the Giants take care of the Vikings, 31-24. We didn't really get bad Kirk Cousins in this game, which makes it even worse that Cousins played well. They still lost. So I'll start with Jordan on this one. I'll give you a Giants question. I mean, Freddie's in the chat. I'm sure he'll pop up in the comments. But So looking at Daniel Jones, how he played in this game, 24 for 35, 301, two touchdowns. I mean, QBR is up there, rating up there. And I'm pretty sure they declined his fifth-year option. Would you sign Daniel Jones to a long-term deal as the Giants? Do you think he's proved enough this year that he can be the long-term answer in New York? Man. I think he needs one more more playoff run next year to prove to me that he can. He just needs Show me how he plays. I mean, he needs more pieces too. Like, you know, you can't just have Galladay and like obviously Rodeau, Wanda Robinson without his rookie Robinson without Tony Guy traded to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean you they can't really fault like you can't really fault him on all that, but um it's like the Giant. I mean, I'm not gonna I can't compare the Giants fans to Cowboys fans, but Giant I Giants fans are so so like, oh like Oh, we're in the playoffs. Da, 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 da. But when's the last time y'all been in the playoffs? Um, I mean, they, y- y'all wanted y'all wanted Jones out 
what a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had like what a two and seventeen season or three and seventeen season or whatever. So like they haven't really been irrelevant since Eli Manning. So I mean, but I give props to Saquon Barkley because that is the offense. Like you see, he has uh, nine carries off of fifty-three yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's been carrying the team all year. I mean, so I'm not. I give props to Barkley. I was signed Barkley before I signed freaking Damn Jones. Okay, so it kind of sounds like you would franchise tag him. See how next year goes. Yeah, I would. Man, ooh, that's a hefty tag franchise tag yeah. to put on a dude like Daniel Jones. So that franchise tag is going to be massive with all the quarterback contracts there is now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'd want to do that. If I were the Giants, I wouldn't necessarily try to get him on a five-year. I think Daniel Jones would be willing to work with the Giants. I mean, it obviously seems like fans are starting to accept him more, especially since they're in the playoffs and doing good. That always changes your perspective on players when your team's doing good. So, I mean, I feel like something around a two, three-year range, you know, like I know it's not like how NBA contracts work. If you could do like a two year and a player, a team option or a two year and a player option, something like that, that would be cool. But man, I think getting him on a couple of years, I think he definitely deserves. Um, I don't want to say give him something longer because I mean, granted we did pick the Vikings to win, but that being said, we were also very questionable about the Vikings. We were like, they could be the frauds of mm-hmm. the NFC and they could just easily lose this game. And we just kind of be like, Oh, well, you know, of course that happened. You know, they haven't been playing well all this season. So, I mean, I'll give him credit. He played very well in this game. But let me see how he plays against the Eagles. And if he goes out there and plays really well, I mean, they're going to be playing up against, I would say, an arguably better defense with the Eagles. I know they've had some of their injury uh, injuries as of late. But I would say an arguably better defense in the Eagles in a playoff atmosphere against a conference opponent. If Daniel Jones goes out there and not, I'm not saying necessarily wins, but he has a really good game. I feel like, as a Giants fan, and then like that ownership would have to just look at it and be like, man, I mean, he's winning with what we gave him. And it was really just Saquon Barkley. And then shout out to his players like Isaiah Hodgins, who's been playing well. But like, yeah. Okay. I think you have to give Daniel Jones a contract. So, okay. So Jordan would be like franchise tag, prove it. Dylan, you're more of the like short term contract, which I think would still be kind of like a prove it thing like prove you can do it consistently and then kind of revisit long-term after that. I'm kind of because getting Because even if you can get them on something even like short-term like that, it's like, well, if that first year you guys just suck again, it's like, well, we still have Daniel Jones as a quarterback and we can use this year to draft someone like a Caleb Williams, a Drake May, someone like that. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, I mean, I think for Giants fans, like you could probably go with a long-term thing because I feel like there's a lot of faith that Dayball has made so many adjustments with Daniel Jones already that I feel like it's optimistic to think what those two would look like exactly for the years to come. Exactly. And, First year head coach, they did this. Yes. Just yes. wait until they get a little more comfortable with each other. Right. So I could see if they were looking at that and wanted to go with an extended contract. So Anthony chimes in and says he would do Three years, seventy million for Daniel Jones, and he would tag Saquon Barkley. I, I was thinking around three years, sixty, three years, seventy for Daniel Jones. So that that's probably what I would give him. That franchise tag you're going to give him is going to be isn't franchise uh, tag probably, like forty something million or something? Yeah, it's going to be around like thirty, forty million. It's it's, it's going to be crazy that's, for a quarterback. Yeah, man, 
that's what what do you give Daniel Jones for that then? You give him about thirty three a year. That's what? not bad. Oh, Anthony's contract. Yeah, because Anthony had well the three years for seventy, so you're yeah. looking at like twenty. No, he said Tag Brogley. Wow. Well, I feel like the I feel like the days of giving running backs like really long deals. I feel like that's over. I think that's where Anthony's coming from with that. Yeah, I'd be twenty three million yeah. a year. So I guess that's not that's not, not horrible. Yeah, I'd give him I'd give him that. I'd give him twenty three. I'd give him twenty three with what he's done. Ah, nah. If I were the Giants, so you can't tag Barkley. You can't. I'll give Jones a contract for some. Ah, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. Uh, I I think Giants fans would be more heartbroken if you lost Saquon than Daniel Jones. All right. All right. As much as I like Daniel Jones, um, and as well he's played, Saquon is definitely more of that franchise. Like Jordan said, they didn't want Daniel Jones there a year or two ago. But with that being said, they were like, I can't wait till Saquon gets back. Like he's gonna get healthy. Like people are optimistic in wanting Saquon back. People are wanting Daniel Jones out. You know, if Saquon's on a hot hand, running backs are kind of uh you know, hit or miss, I can see that's probably his reasoning. You know, the running back market's always just fluctuating. You know, they have a short shelf life. Um, Saquon's been injured a couple of times, so I can see maybe that's the case. But I feel like Saquon's this franchise. I, I'd have to get him signed first. But with that being said, I wouldn't sign Sa- – I'm also an advocate. I wouldn't sign Saquon to a long deal as well either. I'd sign Saquon to something around that three-year range as well. Okay. Especially with an injury history like his, like – just in a sense, like, I'd, I I would definitely make it because the NFL can do incentive-based contract. I'd definitely have to do something like, hey, if you play, like, so-and-so amount of games, you get this bonus. And if you make it to the playoffs, you get this bonus. But, I don't know, it would suck to – it would be suck to franchise either one of them and then just get injured or, you know, you sign one of them long-term or one of them walks. So, you never know. That's what you get for declining fifth-year options because you can only tag one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely gonna be the tough part. Yeah, of it's it. gonna be, that's gonna be it's gonna be a tough decision. Like you know, Giants fan, I bet Giants fans are peeved about all that now. It's like, well, <laughs> which one are you gonna tag? Yeah, because I think going into the year, I feel like the the obvious answer would have been probably sign Barkley, try to find a new quarterback. Because like Jordan said, and we've all seen, they weren't nobody was really sold on Daniel Jones until really this season, and you can credit Dayball for that. So it's going to be interesting to see what the, what path they choose for the offseason. Honestly, I, the path that's probably going to be, it's going to be tag Saquon, re-sign Daniel Jones, because I think, to be honest, Daniel Jones is more would be more open to sign a longer-term contract or a contract back with the Giants than I think Saquon would be to re-signing with the Giants. I feel like you have a bigger risk of Saquon walking than you do Daniel Jones, so they're going to tag probably Saquon because it's, cheaper it's cheaper that way too you know you don't want daniel jones on 43 million i think if you tell daniel jones like hey we want to put you on this contract we want to tag barkley and then give you like just be able to get more pieces around you like yeah yeah so anthony it's gonna put, be cheaper for them the anthony put tag barkley because he's mostly injured and that I mean, that that's true yeah this was the first season in quite a while that he was actually pretty healthy for a lot of it but we also got to tag him other... twice, but you'd hate to tag yeah. him and then like, oof. yeah. Like, oh, well, we'll see what the Giants do. But we got to look at the other side now. So for the Vikings, I think it's a simple question here. With 
the the you know stigma against cousins primetime cousins and all that you know he played well in this game of course that fourth down play will probably haunt him and that coaching staff for years to come yeah. with a fourth and eight throwing like a three yard out to Hawkinson who had a really good game but did last time against the Giants mm-hmm. yeah so I guess well yeah I'll just stick with one question on this one should Kirk Cousins come back and be the Vikings quarterback next season. Mm. I guess, yes, 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 because they went 13 and four. Now you can say they lost the playoffs, but Mm -hmm. like, man, ah, it's tough because you just don't know if the Packers were that bad. You don't know if the lions were actually just, you know, that like just one of these teams could just be a piece away and then like the Vikings become irrelevant again. Uh, it just could be just a year that the Vikings had uh, just a better year. You know, we saw them collapse towards the later end of the season and then into the playoffs. I mean, this game was basically a pick em be- at, at the start of the game because people didn't believe in the the Vikings. And that's crazy to think that like as a 13 and four team, you're not a favorite. You know, you're you're, you're well, you are you are a favorite, but that's just because you're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kirk should come back because again, it's not like Kirk Cousins played horrible all season outside of his, the couple primetime games. Like he did play in the in the regular season, and then he didn't play bad in the playoffs, which which is what everyone expected him yeah. to do. It's like he had a good game. I mean, I'm not sure what's really what you do with the Vikings are an interesting team because they have good pieces. You know, Dalvin Cook is supposed to be one of these t- upper tier running backs. You know, you got Justin Jefferson, who's an upper tier receiver out of Thielen, who is still one of these upper tier receivers traded for TJ Hawkinson, who I would say was a great addition for the team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's just tough. I think Kirk should come back, but also with that being said, I just, I don't know how long Kirk Cousins lasts in this league before he just becomes just really bad, if that's possible, or if he's just going to slowly degress until it's like, well, yeah, we have to replace him. I'm not sure if he, Kirk Cousins will ever be a quarterback that's going to win you a Super Bowl. That's just where it gets me. Because if I look at it, it's like they lost in the first round of the playoffs. It's not like lost in a divisional or anything else like that. This is the first they lost the wild card week. So it's like, you don't know how long Kirk could make it. So, I mean, is this is the Vikings' first or second playoff appearance with Kirk Cousins? Or have they made it more than that? That's a really good question. I actually hadn't even thought of that. I feel like it's been... For some reason, I think there there was another appearance with him. But, I mean, I, I'd have to double-check that. But Anthony also says, why do you think Washington kept tagging Kirk Cousins? It's a really good point. You know, Kirk, Kirk's career, like when it's all said and done, it's going to be interesting to see how he's really remembered. Because if you look at the numbers, he's probably a better quarterback than you think. But if you watch him play, especially playoffs and primetime and stuff, you'd be like, maybe his numbers are just inflated. I don't know, because of the era or whatever. And, okay, so it's this is the second time making the playoffs. Okay, they I'm lost sorry. in the divisional. They lost in the divisional in 2019. Okay, I thought it was probably another appearance, but um, all right. So I guess Jordan will go the same question. Yeah, you're you're the Vikings. Do you 
stick with Kirk Cousins going forward, or do you look to upgrade the position in the offseason? See the it's just, hard. The, 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 yeah, the rough thing is like how how do you how do you upgrade? Is there an upgrade from like, Kirk Cousins? Because you're not going to get a, a rookie is not an upgrade from Kirk Cousins. I'm sorry. There's probably some yeah. good rookies out there, but not probably enough that you can plug into this Vikings team and they'll be better than Kirk Cousins. And it's like Tom Brady ain't coming to you guys. Why would he go to Minnesota? Right. Um, Derek Carr is he better than Kirk Cousins? I'm not really sure. I think you'd rather want Kirk Cousins in that offense because he knows I mean, they the definitely, system of I mean, weapons the, better. Like the Vikings definitely have some, you know, some enticing pieces like Justin Jeffrey or Justin Jefferson and like Dalvin Cook. So like, what quarterback? Like Dylan said, you you had the point. You stole my like idea. Like like he he is a good quarterback, but he hasn't really done anything in the playoffs. Really, like he hasn't brought you a ring or whatever. So, um. I don't know. In final orientation, do I stick with Kirk Cousins for one more year, um, or go a different route? I don't. I don't. I don't know who's going to be on the market. Um, as far as like Lamar Jackson, he ain't going to Minnesota. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I mean, that would be the shock of the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Um. If there was, if there was, um, any other better option out there, yeah, that makes sense. But there's not really any other option out there that makes sense for them to get. Not unless we get like. I don't even know what quarterback who would want to like demand a trade that Minnesota would be like, yeah, I think it's time to move on from Kirk. Like, I don't even think Minnesota looks at Jimmy Garoppolo and be like, yeah, we think we think we could win with him and not Kirk Cousins. Like, no, they're going to be like, ah, let's just stick with Kirk because what's the point of all that money going away? They're they're tied to him for a minute, so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, some it would have to be a draft route if anything. Yeah. Well, I think for me, what probably are, are, works in Kirk are Cousins. They, are, are they even thinking about shipping him Kirk Cousins right now? Or is it, I'm uh, sure probably fans not. probably some fans are, or you know, some media people might bring it up. I don't I don't think Minnesota's really looking at it, but I just brought it up as because we know Kirk Cousins is kind of polarizing. It's either you're a fan of his or you think he's terrible. There's not really a middle ground. And that's yeah, why I he, that he, he's literally the bar for average. So it's like either you hate him or you that don't is, like him. Yes, that's that's it's, exactly how I would put it. Yeah, it, he's literally a week by week basis. It's like you think of Kirk Cousins every NFL week and you're like, he's good. He's been playing well. And then it's like as soon as he does bad, you're like, yeah, it's Kirk Cousins. Like, why wouldn't he be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, like I said, I think what may work in Kirk Cousins favor is Hawkinson came midseason you know, with an off season and all that between Cousins and Hawkinson, do you go into next year thinking that connection could be that much better and maybe you get a little bit further because of it? So I think because of that, I would probably stick with Kirk Cousins. But I've also been kind of known as somebody who probably believes in Kirk Cousins probably a little bit too much. I mean, TJ Hawkinson said it best himself. Like, he was asked what his thoughts on the trade and he was like, I mean, it worked well for both parties. I think he said, like, I think the Minnesota went seven and three and Detroit went eight and two since the trade. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, you know, being traded, it's not really the greatest, but it's like, it worked for both sides. I like being here, you know, they doing their thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it's a plus. Um, I'm not sure if it was just the giants because I mentioned on the Sunday morning drive, like I thought TJ Hawkinson was probably going to have a pretty good game because 
Giants are just not the greatest at covering tight ends. And yeah, he, he hurt him last time really badly, and he just did it again. I, li- I like TJ Hawkinson a lot, though. Yeah, I, I like him in that offense. And even with Irv, with Irv Smith Jr., that's a, that's a decent little you know tight end duo that they have going on in uh, Minnesota. I just hope that – well, I hope that this playoff game maybe helps Kirk get over whatever the primetime issue has been with him, and hopefully that doesn't become a trend man, like next season. It's just, it's just man, weird. Minnesota so, like, Minnesota's just a weird, weird team for me because it's like they should be good. Like on paper, you mm-hmm. look at that. Like like you said, like TJ Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, and on the defensive side, they have like Daniil Hunter – Patrick Peterson, like, even though he's a veteran, like they have, they have a lot of different good pieces, like all around them. And it's just like, why, like, what's not clicking? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Dalvin Cook was super great this year for them. Uh, I'm not saying they should move on from Dalvin Cook, but definitely I feel like getting another running back maybe in that system to, you know, kind of relieve some of the workload, be more explosive, you know, kind of how like you had like Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift type mm-hmm. things, you know, Dalvin Cook is getting hurt a lot. He is off and on the field a lot. You know, maybe you need to get a good polarizing second back, you know, to help yeah. out that offense a little bit. I, yeah, I agree with that. I think for them, it's just little upgrades and they, they should be a better team next year. Um, hopefully yes well last point would be that division you got to look at it now detroit is getting better now what kind of leap do they make next year chicago has money for days they've got a top (laughs) draft pick if they probably more if they trade back exactly if they play their cards right chicago could be maybe this year's detroit next season green bay we don't know because we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do or what the team will do with Aaron Rodgers. So there's no guarantee that Minnesota wins this division next year by as big of a margin as they did this season. And maybe that's got to work somewhere in the back of the minds of, you know, Minnesota ownership. Like, like we can't bank on this division being somewhat, you know, below average again next season, but I don't know. We'll move on to the next game, which, it's near and dear to Jordan's heart. Ravens Bengals. So we saw in this game. Um, I think most of us had Cincinnati, except for Jordan, of course. But we also said it was probably going to be a closer game than a lot would expect. And ultimately, this game came down to one play: the Tyler Huntley play, where it was like the two-yard line. He tried a QB sneak, but he tried to jump over the top. He got met at like the half yard line, fumbled it. Hubbard took it back the other way, and that ultimately was the was the ball game. So looking at this game, well, Jordan, I got to start with you and your Ravens. Yeah, we know what J.K. Dobbins said after the game. He was upset that he only had thirteen carries, but you look at them as a team; they had thirty-five carries. So right. in terms of running the ball, they they. They had they, enough. They did their thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you sympathize with J.K. Dobbins? And do you mm-hmm. feel like he was underutilized in this game? I mean, Kyle, like you're on a play by play. I mean, that, that game we fought with our own odds. I mean, Dobbins had a couple good good runs. Gus Edward had a couple good runs. Like I said, Ravens played the best ball that I mean, everyone in our chat 
favored the rate Bengals heavily. They thought they would have beat, beat them Ravens by like 20. Um, the Ravens did their thing. I mean, and I do side with Dobbs because, like, like I said, um, I mean, we saw that play with our own eyes. I mean, uh, Dobbins, he he could have used only could have ran it with Dobbins in that in that on the goal line. He could have ran it with Patrick Ricard, um, big four hundred pound linebacker or fullback mm-hmm. slash linebacker or lineman. I mean, so you have so, a pro- you have a problem with the play call. I have a problem with that. Apparently, Key said that Harbaugh said he was supposed to go low and, and went high. I mean, it kind of looks like because Andrews and Ricard were pushing him, but Huntley jumped up. And I don't know if Huntley yeah. forgot where he was on the field and thought they were closer than he than they actually were. Yeah, because they, yeah, um, they weird. weren't. They weren't go really, low on QB. I mean, they were. They were. It was. It was on the goal line, but it wasn't as close to the goal line as he maybe thought they were. He was maybe like maybe like what on the five yard line, three yard line, I think. So it wasn't like he was on the two yard line, I think. So it, it was it was close to the goal line, but I mean, usually, I thought I mean that if you're on like the half yard line because it's yeah. just it's yeah, like the half, yeah, it's easy yeah. to jump up. I mean, we did. Lawrence did the same thing in the, in the Chargers. He but he's a longer, bigger yes. quarterback. Yep. Um, see now if Lamar would have played, he probably would have got that end zone. He, he probably would have extended that arm. Um, because I think Lamar's like 6'2, 6'3. Um, probably like six foot five, five foot eleven, I think, or six foot. Um, but I, mean, I thought he crossed the line, but when I saw the fo- the, the replay, like, uh, he, he well, got replay, so. it wasn't even that close. Well, well, live, I thought he, he crossed the line because people were yeah. like, you know, oh, it's a touchdown, but now, like, yeah, looking at the replay, he was like a good half yard short, yeah. Um, but yeah, Davis is, it, 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 I mean, yeah, we all know he had the ACL injury. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, but he's proven that this year that he can like, you know, I mean, obviously he, he missed a couple games because he's removed some of the, the tissue from his knee. He had to miss a couple games, but I mean, if, uh, if you're, if you're running back and saying that he's healthy and he wanted the ball, that's saying something like he could have helped. Like I said, in the play by play, I said that Dobbins. Before the game started, he said, I want the game on my back. He literally said that he wanted the game on his shoulders. And the Bengals didn't have an answer for Dobbins. I mean, he was running down their throats. I mean, he didn't have an answer for them. Um, so, yeah, if I was running back, I do side with Dobbins. Like, he definitely – he said if Lamar was out there, he would have been a different game. I mean, I, I agree with that too. So, I mean, so, I well, mean, on I'm, that goal, yeah. I feel like where – the Ravens were the better team that game, but just that fumble just turned. They, they was a crucial play of the game. That's I don't know they were turning a better point. team. I feel like it was. I mean, I mean, look, Bengals. I mean, Bengals didn't. Did, other than that, roughing the passer kick on us, like they were doing three and outs. I mean, they they couldn't. You know, on the Bengals side, they couldn't get it. Same. But they only scored. The only the, t- the Ravens offense couldn't. The only touchdown they scored right was that fumble return, right? Like in the second half. No. Mm. I'm trying to think because Baltimore went into the half 10 9. 10 9. So, yeah, the Bengals had what 15 points in the second half. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the Ravens held their own. I don't know if I would say they're the better team. I would say it was pretty even balanced. And then that fumble in the goal line area tipped it to Cincinnati. I mean, uh, it, think about it. If the Ravens got in, it would have been a 14, a 14 point swing. So. We we wouldn't even be talking about it right now, but that that was the play of the game. So that was the turning point of the game, I think, for the Bengals. So, um, well, I mean, at that point, that you'd be looking at it as 
with the Bengals down, so they would have been down a touchdown at that point, would you have faith in Burrow moving the ball downfield and getting a touchdown? Whereas we saw what played out, Ravens were down a touchdown, and they were now tasked with getting a touchdown to tie the game, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah, like you said, like in the first half, like end of the first half, they're on a goal line, the Ravens, and like you said, um, the Ravens would have made, would have felt more comfortable having that touchdown after they're selling for that field goal. Um, because boy, they would have been what it would have been 10 7, I think. No, they would have been 14 14 9 going into the half instead 14 9 going to the half, 10, yeah, right, right. So, I mean, we've had we had opportunities that, that's why I wasn't as mad. I mean, I was mad that we lost, I wasn't as like pissed about it because like we had opportunities to score, I mean, more points. First in the first half, we, we got the ball back. We we got it three and out off the second half. So, I mean, I didn't even say well. I mean, we held we held our own a little bit. It was only a touchdown score, and Perche almost had the game the game tying catch in the end zone. So, yeah, okay. Oh, All right, I mean, so- Lamar did it, and the I mean, for what we did, we did the best, and like we did the best that we could with what we had. Huntley, and we had a couple. Yeah, I, can, I can give him that. I, I can give him that credit. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he had a, a rushing touchdown, I think. I believe. I mean, he had a good, a good couple of throws too. I think he had a touchdown throw to, to Demarcus Robinson. Uh, I mean, I mean, look at it. I mean, Dobbins had sixty-two yards. I mean, Huntley had rushed for nine. Um, the first five was the longest. I mean, Andrews got Andrews involved. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the, for, for a backup. Right. They they definitely played well. But especially uh, thirteen, it was nine and a half point. Underdogs, so it's like damn, I think we well, no, I think it was eight and a half. Uh, I mean, so yeah, I mean, uh, it basically played out to the spread seven, eight and a half. But um, I, mean, yeah, I would like give, you said, I, mean, I would have given the Dobbins, man. I would have given, I would have given it to Ricard. I would have given it to. I would have went. I mean, maybe I would have went under. I mean, maybe, maybe I would have went low at a high. Um, but I would have given it to our running back. Feed the high end. So, uh, yeah, I would. Um, I feel Dobbins' frustration. I mean, okay. I, I feel it. I feel it, man. Or or you have the Gus Edwards. He's a big body running back. Use him. He's a third and goal, I, third and short kind of guy. My only thing is, like, I with them carrying the ball 35 times, 155 yards, it seems like they use the running game as much as they could. And Dobbins has to understand it's always been a multi-running back system. So right. Gus Edwards is going to get carries. You know, Huntley is a running quarterback. He was going to run a few times. So I'm not mad that they split carries between Dobbins and Edwards. But, like, at that moment, it should have been Dobbins, like, or Gus Edwards on that. So right. So if Dobbins, if Dobbins' beef is with that play, then, then yeah, I, I can see. I mean, it is a little bit hindsight 2020. Of course, with the fumble, now Dobbins could be like, well, if you're giving me the ball, I would have gotten in or whatever. Uh, but, I mean, that's, that's, that's playoff football. It usually comes down to a play or two. But I want to get Dylan here with the Bengals. So as Jordan kind of elaborated with, the Bengals didn't really have a perfect game or anything like that. So what is the one thing you would like to see Cincinnati kind of fix, you know, going forward in, uh, in these playoffs? What's the one area you think they need the most improvement if they're going to win a Super Bowl? Obviously, their offensive line. I mean, uh, a lot of injuries there. Um, I'm not sure how well they can fix it just like kind of overnight. You don't really know. 
what the case is going to be on all of their injuries or anything like that, who's going to come back. But with that being said, definitely their offensive line. Um, yeah, like they have a loaded offense. They should be playing. Um, they should be played this game a lot better. Shout out. I mean, shouts out to Baltimore for playing the game that they did. But this is, should have been a game that Baltimore lost like like more than seven points. It shouldn't have been this close. Um, and that was due to the Cincinnati's O-line just being as bad as it was. Joe Burrow was sacked four times. He was getting pressured a lot. Didn't have the greatest time in the pocket. I mean, he still had a great passer rating. But that being said, it still wasn't just great overall. I mean, the rushing attack didn't really get to go off the way it wanted to. I mean, Mixon only had 40 carry, well, 40, 40 yards on 11 carries. So it's not like that was really crazy. So, yeah, I mean, they're struggling a lot in that offensive line. I mean, Joe Burrow's not being able to get as comfortable as he has. So it's not like he's able to drop back and make deep bombs to T Higgins, Jamar Chase, anything like that. Yeah. I want to uh, keep up Anthony's uh, comment. Uh, uh, he was like, Cincinnati didn't play that good too with the loaded uh, offense. So what does that mean for Joe, Joe Burrow? So that's, that's a good question. Like, what do you, what do y'all think about that? Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm it's still, also I'm still a Burrow guy. I, yeah. I would put it more on the offensive lines issues where, kind of go with Anthony's second point. They thought they fixed it, but they really didn't because it still wasn't – it wasn't good to start the season. They kind of found their footing a little bit towards the middle, but whether it's injuries or maybe they just signed the wrong guys, I don't think they necessarily fixed fixed it as much as I think they would have liked to. Well, yeah. Well, I was meaning it in this sense, like they have three of their starters – probably out for their next playoff game. That's not something mm-hmm. you want, regardless if their offensive line was suspect or not. Still having three starters out isn't really what you want. I mean, I feel like they would have played this game better with all three of their starters in that mm-hmm. offensive line. I imagine Joe, Berto, Joe Burrow would have been able to, you know, probably had a cleaner, more comfortable pocket than without. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless or not, if it's not the massive fix that people thought or think they need, they would still, he still would have played better. And, yeah. Yeah, I, it, it's it's going to be interesting with the Bengals because, you know, coming off the Super Bowl loss last year, there was a, a lot of hype behind the team this year, and you would hate to see it kind of get derailed because of injuries along the offensive line. Because as so, Anthony also put, it is a really talented team. It's just that injuries, sometimes you just can't overcome that. So the narrative, I guess, so I wonder, I, I wonder what the narrative would be if, okay, they play the Bengals or they play Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is, is that Buffalo this time? Is that Buffalo? No, it's at a neutral site. Oh, it's at a neutral See, site. I looked that up and it says it's in Buffalo. I have to say that right now because they probably don't have a neutral site. No, I, thought, I thought it was Atlanta, but... But that's what the AFC title game. They didn't really say anything uh, about the division. No, I think it's in Buffalo. So, like, what is what is the narr- what would the narrative be for Joe Burrow? He been to the Super Bowl, lost it, uh, gets it to the divisional round, Possibly can lose this. What's the narrative on that? He made it to the playoffs. I don't really think that's the, – there's not really too big of a narrative outside of, like, man, he couldn't have made it back to the Super Bowl. But because I mean, he, he has all these weapons, he has uh, – Okay, I mean, I mean you, can say that, you can say that about a lot of different teams. You know, if the Eagles were to lose to the Giants next week, the narrative on Jalen Hurts would be, oh, it sucks, and it could just be like they just played bad that week, and you never know. I mean, in the playoffs, it's not like an NBA series where, like, if you have a bad game, you can have – six other games to play your heart out and win a series now in the playoffs if you just have a couple bad play calls like 
like your Ravens, for example, if he went low, you guys could have been winning that game. And then the narrative on Joe Burrow would have been way different. And the narrative on the Ravens would have been way different than it is now. So, no, um, you know, if they do lose next week, you know, it does suck. But with that being said, uh, it's not like the Bengals were predicted by a lot of people to make it out of the AFC as the biggest winner. It's usually you got the Buffalo and Kansas City people. But, no, I think Joe Burrow making it back kind of proves more of the doubts than people gave them because I know a lot of people were concerned about can the Bengals make it back? Can the Bengals mm-hmm. even make it to the playoffs again? And, I mean, they made it past the first round. They won their conference, I know, in a weird way, not probably how everyone would have liked it. But, I mean, they still did. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, Joe Burrow. Put, you got to put respect on Burrow because he's the most sacked quarterback last year and they still made it to the Super Bowl. Exactly. And, and I'm still a big Burrow guy. But, you know, Jordan, you asked if the game's in Buffalo. I could have sworn I read somewhere that the league is going to still have it in Buffalo because Buffalo and Cincinnati both played 16 games and Buffalo had the better record, which maybe that's kind of part of the whole member the end of the regular season. Cincinnati was so upset by a lot of what the league kind of their decision making. And I think that might have been part of it because I think to Cincinnati, they feel like this game should be in a neutral site because if they were winning that game that was ultimately canceled. And if they win that game, then them and Buffalo would have the same record and Cincinnati would have had the tiebreaker. But yeah, I think as far as I know, the game is in Buffalo this weekend. Uh, so I think I think I, I think I asked Kyle. I think, okay, oh, so I Anthony's should... saying he thinks the game was moved. So I I don't know. I think it's like conflicting reports on that one. Oh, wait, you had a question, Jordan? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I asked you on my show, I think, or the play-by-play, but I didn't ask Dylan. So, like, do you think, okay, all season for Ravens, season's over. Um, do you expect Lamar to sign a contract before? With, with, like, with the Ravens or another team, I'm hoping the Ravens, but do you do you see Lamar signing a contract, like, like in a couple months, weeks, or do you think winning it out to a training camp to find a deal? Um, it all depends. I or mean, do you see them signing getting a deal done before the draft? It depends. I mean, I'm not even sure he's going to get a long-term deal, and he's not going to get a fancy little franchise tag. Um, it just depends. Um, I think he. I feel like the odds of him leaving are very, 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 very minuscule. I just like making the jokes. Um, who knows? Uh, I don't imagine if anything will happen, it won't happen until after the draft. I feel like Lamar is going to be that type of person to, you know, kind of wait it out until, you know, it's just, just a slow news day and he signs a big extension. So I think we won't hear anything until the draft. I don't think anything's going to get done in February. I don't think anything's going to get done could, in January. I don't think anything's uh, going to get done in March. Like, like I said, Ravens do have a um, they have press conference. Uh, I think it's their end of the year press conference. Um, I think I heard Thursday two thirty. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure they're not announcing a Lamar contract. I'm, well, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be asked questions about it though, so they probably can't hide anything. Yeah, they can. These these NFL coaches, they know how to, how to manipulate the media. They Harbaugh will find a way to answer it without really answering it, and they'll just move on. Uh, as Anthony says, if I was the Ravens, I'll sign. And quick before another quarterback gets a deal. I, that's what I'm saying. That like... control will be higher. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can, I can see what Anthony's saying yeah. there. Well, okay, so final question for you. 
You have three options. Once again, we don't need that real explanation, just one answer. Mm-hmm. So Lamar resigns long term. Lamar gets franchised, or Lamar is playing somewhere else next season. So the first option is he signs long term, he gets franchise tagged, or he's playing somewhere else next season. I think he signs. I think he signs long term. I think it's either one or two. Long term. You gotta, you gotta pick one of them. Oh my god. Um, I believe it's long term. Okay. Dylan, I think he, I think he's going to get franchise tagged. I feel like it's kind of going to be a kind of prove it situation. I know the Ravens are going to be like, can you make it in December? Like, you know, they don't want to sign him long-term and, you know, for the third year in a row, you don't got Lamar Jackson close I to playoff say, time. I didn't say long-term because like, you know, I, I watched a Clay's Campbell um, interview. Um, I watched the, I'll take Marlon Humphrey interview and the narrative and the narrative that the media is putting out is, that Lamar, oh, he, he didn't track. Second and third question goes together. Second and third. Hmm. Yeah, does he, does he sign? Or, I mean, yeah, it does. Does he sign? Because my question was, does he sign? Does he, does he sign right away or does he wait it out? Or then your question All was, right. are you trying to sign him? Um, well, I was just throwing out there that possibly playing somewhere else because you were thinking him signing like with Baltimore, whether it's quickly or is it get drawn out. Yeah, I was throwing um, in the option of he could actually but, be somewhere else. Like the narrative I've seen, like on like Twitter and other like platforms, is like Lamar. Oh, he didn't come with the team to the Bengals game. Um, oh, he's not. I, I think that was noteworthy. <sighs> See, Anthony's kind of along the way. I'm seeing it. I could. Can you? How do sign and trade deals work in like the NFL? Because like I don't sign think they're exactly like how NBA sign and trades are. I don't think you can just I mean, do that. It's, it's, it's tricky. They don't happen a lot, but they can happen. Hmm. I mean, it, it it might be the least likely thing to happen, but I I feel like there's some way that you know they sign them, but ultimately Baltimore's kind of ready to move on from them. But they find a suitor for him. That way, Baltimore gets something out of him leaving instead of him signing somewhere and they get nothing for it. Maybe they get like a compensatory pick or something like that. But if you do sign and trade, you could get multiple picks. Maybe you get a quarterback out of it. I mean, Richard Sherman, he's throwing out like a package centered around Lamar for Geno Smith with Seattle adding on a bunch of stuff on top of that, like draft picks and stuff. At least. Gino gives you Lamar, a starting quarterback. Lamar Jackson, Gino Smith. Come on. Come on. Yeah, you got to think about it. Hey, you man. You I, lose. I, 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 let's pick up the Browns. Let's talk it out. Let's no, talk it out. No disrespect George, to Gino Smith, man. George, you got to look at it this way. They, that got, means we have five picks to in the top one hundred. I just don't see. I just don't see them. I don't. See, I don't see Lamar, the Ravens letting him go like that. I, I don't see them. I don't see him doing that because where where that where do they you get some? Where they still they, didn't write Geno off yet. He still hasn't been written off. So like, where do they go? Where he he could have went low. If Lamar goes, where do they go? What quarterback route do they go? Gino just told you, you. You use Geno. I don't want to draft. Smith. Well, you're not running the team. You get yeah, Geno you're hyping like up this year. Gino's your quarterback this year. You draft the guy who becomes the guy moving forward. And you have the get, fifth overall. So, so, so over. hypo, okay, hypothetically, Jordan. Hypothetically, so Seattle has the fifth overall pick via Denver. Yeah, if we were if if we if part if a part of our trade was to give you that fifth overall pick and CJ Stroud was there, that or you were able to move up to maybe that number one overall pick with Chicago, you know, we work out like a three team deal or something like that. 
and you could get like a Bryce Young. So y'all you think that? So y'all, y'all, both y'all think that we have seen Lamar Jackson playing in the Ravens for the last time? No, no, no. I think I think, no, it's I, think I think Lamar is going to get franchise tagged. I think Lamar is going to be a Raven next year. But hypothetically speaking, you know, like you've seen you've seen how the team's done with Lamar. You've seen your playoff success. You know, you've seen you kind of like seeing how things are going right now. If you're able to get a quarterback like C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, and then plus more, plus more on top of that, like. I mean, that's something you got to be interested in. I mean, it obviously is seeming like this play style you have with Lamar isn't like really fun to pair a lot of different pieces up with. Seattle's a very good run-based team who are this is known to be really good with scrambling type quarterbacks. Just saying, seems like a win-win. So Anthony says, Jordan, talk to me. Trade me a high first pick, second next year. And Lamar, I'll give you Gino and DK Metcalf. Oh. I, I mean, I take DK. Uh, I wouldn't say DK. <laughs> I take DK, no, no. but I'll keep Lamar. I'm trying to DK and Gino. You can have. Well, I think we had the. I think we had the twenty second pick because since the Buccaneers lost, we mm-hmm. have the twenty second pick in the draft first round. So, but now you see where Anthony's coming from. It's like if. If Harbaugh There's a package them, out there that makes you intrigued to trade Lamar. There's packages out there that yeah. makes you intrigued enough to trade Lamar. You heard DK and you're like, ooh. So there's yeah, packages out there. Because if Harbaugh sits across from Lamar and they go, here's our deal. Lamar says, I don't want it. If Harbaugh decides we can't go above that, then what's the point of continuing to negotiate? If it's well, well, I'm saying if that comes to that point, but I, if it comes to that point, then yeah, I see your point. But I just don't see – I see him working out something then. Do you guys have to look at it. You saw their pieces. offer before the season. Lamar got hurt again this year. Doesn't really help his value. So if I'm the Ravens, I could technically just slide the same deal across. If Lamar turned it down before, good chance he turns it down again. And then I think the, I think the problem is not the contract, it's just the guaranteed money. Why do they um, why would so, they throw in more guaranteed money the past two years he's been hurt at the end of the year? He hasn't guaranteed he can be healthy in December. Why would they guarantee more? So the, this is the conversation that they're gonna have to have with each other. And it's gonna be does Harbaugh and them move off of their sticking point, or does Lamar Cave not necessarily take fully guaranteed and just goes, All right, was it one thirty three guaranteed? You bump it up to one fifty, I'm good. I think mm-hmm. that's exactly what's going to happen. I feel like that's probably more likely than a franchise tag. I feel like he's going to get tagged for this year, though, and then get an extension. He will just play under the tag for the year. It's, mm-hmm. I think. I think. I think that's. I, I don't think they'll come into a proper agreement to where the tag has to come into place, and then after he signs that tag, they'll they'll figure something out. Okay. So I mean, we're like we're not a saying lot. Lamar's going to be gone, but I feel like. If it does get dragged out, I think the possibility. That's what I'm saying. Like, would you like, would it be good signs if Lamar signs quick? Well, obviously, if he signs like the day after the season. If Lamar signed tomorrow a a big extension, I would look at it like, oh, they were, they, they were already in talks. They were like at a good point. Like Lamar was like, yeah, I'm comfortable announcing that. Like I'm signing. Like I just wanted to get it done and over with. So Anthony brings up, you pay Lamar two thirty or two hundred forty million, million, your defense will be done for three years. Yeah, like a, I, a lot of money. That's to tie exactly up. what you have to look like because you have to look at this offense and you have to go. If we pay Lamar this money, how much can we add on to upgrade it? And then like, can that win? 
not win with the pieces we have on offense and defense because you got to think about it. Lamar is going to be like practically the rest of the money you have left. I mean, outside of probably give or take 10, 15 million here and or there. Do you can sign some free agents with? But Lamar is going to be that massive cap hit. And if you're thinking at the looking at that roster in long term and going like, I don't think, you know, what we're doing with Lamar is going to win us a Super Bowl. Why would you commit to him long term? Like why when you had have plethoras of teams offering you tons of draft picks, tons of everything to have Lamar there? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, it's going to be interesting offseason. It's going to be interesting. We have one more game. And that was last night. Uh, Cowboys, Bucks. I mean, we know. We saw it all on TV. Everybody talking about, are the Cowboys a Super Bowl contender now and all that. But I want to focus on good old Tom Brady, the GOAT. I think he almost threw the ball 70 times. And that was the major problem. And I looked at Leonard Fournette, and it made me remember when he came into the league, he said, oh, the NFL is going to be easy because I played in the SEC. I feel like he's been underwhelming as a as an NFL running back. And, yeah. And I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what they do. Oh, so Anthony says Jerry Jones paid Tom Brady. Ain't no way. I mean, okay. Uh, but my question about – He had a 24.1 QBR. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. But if you're looking at this game, the way that he walked off the field and everything, I guess there's this is another multi-option question here. So next season, Tom Brady is retired. He's the Bucks quarterback, or he's the quarterback somewhere else. What do you see? I, he is not the Bucks quarterback. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure if he's going to retire or play somewhere else. But he is not the Bucks quarterback next year. That is like uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say guaranteed, but like. That, I'm pretty confident he's not the Bucks quarterback next year. I don't think he stays there. I don't think he looks at that roster. I don't think he looks at the season. And he's like, yeah, I want to run it back with Tampa Bay. I think he would go. I'd rather go somewhere else that has very, very closer playoff aspirations than this Tampa Bay team. Because when remember when he went to Tampa, when you plug Tom Brady in that roster, you looked at it and was like, oh, this could this this team could win. And now that Tom Brady's in that roster for a couple of years and the team's not winning, and it's like oh, we could put Tom Brady here and, like, they might win. We're getting all those talks and stuff again. I don't think he stays there at all. I feel like, to be honest, I feel like he might sh- – there's been a lot of rumors of him not retiring again. You know, it's kind of had some quotes hinting that he might not retire, but I think he should retire. I think, I, th- I, think, I think he'll look at it and be like, man, this last season was probably – I'm not going to say it was the worst for Tom Brady in his career, obviously, but, you know – Story well outside of Deflate Gate, he's got he was talked about a lot for not a lot of good different reasons. There's stuff going on with his family, a lot of different drama. You know, there's a lot of stuff about him not unretired when he unretired. There's a lot of rumors and drama going on around that. It was just like it doesn't seem good. You know, we've seen Tom Brady in football for a while, but it's getting to a point where it's like I'm okay not seeing Tom Brady in football. Like he he has his greatness, and not, nothing about this season will shroud it for me. But it's just like, man, like it's not really working out for you that much anymore. Like, what are you really getting out of this outside of the love of football? Like, I I would get it, you know, if you lost in the NFC Championship or you lost in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady's like, I just want to end my season on a Super Bowl. I'd be like. Go for it. You know, you're right there. You lost in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. You didn't even finish over 500. 
Yeah, that, that's definitely a bad look. And as Anthony put, Father Time told Brady at halftime, it's time my son to retire. He had a last game like Big Ben did last year. Uh, so, Jordan, which, which one of the options do you think is most likely for next year? I don't, I don't see him on the Buccaneers. Um, now, I don't nah, – I heard, like, the Raiders. Um, I heard um, San Fran. I don't think – if he's not going to the Raiders, he has – I think he's retired. I feel like – I feel. I mean, you had uh, – I mean, Dana White even said, like, he had, like, you know, they were, like, that close to having Tom Brady in that Vegas uniform. They were that close to having it. And I feel like, you know, kind of drums up those talks again. You know, if he can't get to somewhere like Vegas or, like, San Francisco, I, I don't think – I hear you hear Miami rumors and rumblings. I don't think he will touch there. I think two is yeah. fine there. Yeah, I think I, I think, yeah, I think the best. I mean, we'll see what he does. I mean, I think he retires. I mean, obviously he'll be good because does he have like a Fox analyst? He has an analyst deal. job whenever he does yeah. retire. Yes. So it's like, damn, if you do, damn if you don't. You know what I'm saying? So it's really if he if he's gonna play, he's just padding his stats. But like Dylan said, like I'm comfortable with not. Seeing Brady, like I'm, I want to see the young QBs now. You know, Mahomes, like Lamar. That's not Brady. even so much. I want to see the young QBs. It's like you're not really showing me anything, Brady. It's like you're just like Jordan said, just stat padding. It's like you're not doing anything. You know, you're just kind of increasing those numbers. Yeah, like, like Kyle, would you would you like? I heard a rumor like to like he might go back to to New England. Uh, he won't go. He won't go to New England. You don't think? Oh, I, I don't right? think. I think if he goes back to New England, it's a one-day type of contract, and that's where he retires. That's that's where I, that's how I would see him going back to New England. I think the way that I've observed Brady all those years in New England, he kind of let people know some years ago that if he wasn't playing well, he would retire because he didn't want to be that guy who's kind of out there stinking up the joint, but because of name recognition, he has a job. Mm-hmm. But – Part of me thinks that he believes he has one more year in him. I think he looks at the Tampa Bay situation as a complete mess this year. I don't think he goes back there at all. I mean, you're looking at Leftwich gets fired. You know, Evans and Godwin seemingly took steps back this year. Fournette trash this year. Offensive line crumbled around him. I think Brady looks at this and is like, yeah, we didn't have a great year, but the team around me kind of imploded are so, so i think he i think he's going probably vegas are evans um are are they under contract or are they free agents didn't they re-sign godwin last yeah. year yeah they evans, godwin evans, I evans i don't know if got a deal yet oh, no. evans might have been like the year before yeah evans got a deal too both of them are paid yeah yeah like anthony i mean he goes to the raiders because of yeah McDaniel. that's the only reason why i see him in, in the raiders yeah yeah, and they're clearly like, moving even, on from Derek like, Carr. So dude, they, um, they when I was doing that that that, that, that Twitter space uh, the other day, the guys on there said Raiders. Man, he's sent me that post about Brady going to the Raiders. That's the only thing. He Josh Daniels is there. Um, but yeah, if he doesn't land a job or QB job, and um, and uh, so now the question is, if, if Brady goes there, like, is Adam going to be there? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, Josh Jacobs. The, the, what they what they would do is they would do everything they could to bring Josh Jacobs back. Um, yeah, no. 
Um, they have the 11th overall pick in the draft. You know, it's not like they have to trade anything for Brady. Yeah. They would draft probably an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd beef yeah, up that O-line. And, and yeah. it wouldn't be that hard to get better in receivers. Like, you yeah. have you have, you have have Devontae Adams there. You have um, Renfro, Matt Collins. Yeah. you got Matt Collins, Waller. who's been a plus. And then you just need some probably a couple speedy receivers. you got Darren Waller there. Like, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas is the like the prime team for him to go. They just need to slot in a quarterback, and it sucks that Derek Carr has to be the casualty. But yeah. sorry, Derek Carr, this <laughs> is what happens. This is Tom Brady's league. So <laughs> yeah, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't, if I, if he doesn't land in Vegas, I just, I mean, they talk about San. San but what if he goes to the Jets? What if he goes to the Jets? What if the Jets were like, let's bring in Brady? Like that's what it's gonna take to win. Don't play against like the Patriots oh once a year. I couldn't see him in a jet uniform. He couldn't retire in New England. He should, he would not be allowed to retire in New England. Like if you go and play for the Jets, yeah. and he wins a Super Bowl for the Jets too, like he, he wouldn't be allowed to retire yeah. in New England. Like even with the Super Bowl wins, I think there's only two spots for him: Vegas or San Francisco. If he can't Bye. get even, either, even with, he probably retires. Even with San Fran, I mean, I don't. They got they had Brock Purdy and they had Trey Lance come. So I, Maybe Trey Lance can sit another year for all I care. Brock Purdy, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, you got you got your time to shine. Most of Mr. Irrelevance, we don't even hear. So you think if so you so you think if they kind of they're gonna kind of can freaking Purdy? Purdy will be the third string quarterback for a Mr. Irrelevant, he'll take that. So what if Lance will sit behind Brady for a year? What if Purdy so what if Purdy gets the two Super Bowl this year? Hey, Brock Purdy, appreciate you. Go ahead and be third string. <laughs> nah, I'll be, I'll be nah, pissed, man. nah. Pissed, if Purdy bro. makes the Super Bowl, if Purdy makes oh, the Super on, Bowl, they, they ain't touching Brady. They ain't touching Miami. Brady. They would they, they would look at that situation and be like, we're going to see how Lance does. And if they Lance could does. win the Super Bowl, and then while Purdy's lifting the Lombardi, they could say, hey, Tom Brady wants to come. Purdy would be like, you want me to go pick him up? I got you. I mean, it's Tom Brady. They're gonna be like, sorry, we actually gave him your locker as well, too. Hey, Brock Purdy be like, I'll take the Lombardi. I'll sit on the practice squad. I don't care. I'll be back. What about Miami. Yeah. Um, I, I I liked Miami, but I feel confident that Miami's gonna stick with Tua. Um, I don't think it would make sense. I mean, it would make sense. They had all those rumors about what Tom Brady, like, isn't that why Miami doesn't have a pick? It's because, you know, they were yeah, trying to create that super Brady. team down there with Tom Brady. So I mean you know, they could they could try that again, but no, I think with all that stuff going on there, Tom Brady signing with Miami would make it seem weird. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I guess I ask a question about the Cowboys because you know it's probably some Cowboys fans will tune in. Uh, what do we go with this one? All right, so looking at this Cowboys team, like I said, I was I was watching the first take. Literally, their first topic was. Does this show that the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender? Which we obviously knew that question was going to come up today. So I'll ask you guys that. How confident are you in this Cowboys team being able to reach the Super Bowl this season? Um, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm being completely honest with you right now, I would give the Eagles, Cowboys, and the 49ers all the same amount of percentage to make the Super Bowl. Okay. That's that's interesting. I say if that I mean obviously they they play against the Buccaneers defense, but I mean, if Dak can have a game like that, they're throwing a five yards in the air, 9.2 average, four touchdowns, 
sack one time. Um, if they can have a game like that, mm-hmm. and they can, you know, have Pollard and Ezekiel, you know, more involved, mm-hmm. get their running game going. And obviously, stop them. I, I still like Pollard more than Zeke, but nah, yeah, I, 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 I mean, Pollard has 77. I mean, Zeke has 27, but that's why Pollard had I, more of the carries. I think Pollard's more dynamic yeah, than Zeke. Car- I'm sorry. Zeke is not getting 50 yards and two carries. He couldn't get 50 yards and 13. Yeah. Pollard's the more dynamic back. If I'm Dallas, that's the guy I feature. Yeah. If I'm Dallas, I want to trade Ezekiel Elliott next, like this offseason to anyone who will take him because. Give he me is a not mid-round pick. I don't care. Guy yeah, give gets... me. If, I'm sorry if Arizona hit me up and was like, "Hey, we'll give you a third. I for Zeke, like I'd do it. I think that'd be a smart trade for Arizona. Like Pollard should be your guy there. He yep. should be your featured back. Everyone's been saying that just because Jerry Jones is an Elliott guy. Do they have a a back a backup towards um, for both of them? Like if if Elliott goes, draft one, they right? back find yeah. You draft a running back, but Pollard has to be the number one guy. I agree. I'm sorry. Player, it's gonna be. It's just gonna complicate things. It would be I such agree. a Jerry Jones move to like trade Zeke and draft like Bijan Robinson, like out of Texas. Might be a Jerry Jones thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So, I mean, we're about an hour and a half in. So I feel like our off-season plans for our teams. You know, I put a bunch of bullet points there. Maybe we turn into a multi-week series. Okay. So this episode, I think we could just look at the first bullet point. What did our teams do right this year? And where do they need the most help going into next season? So Dylan, we'll start with you and your Seahawks. Well, I guess to let people know, Dylan will be for the Seahawks, Jordan's the Ravens, and I'm the Patriots. So Dylan, what did your team do right this year? And where do they need the most help going into next season? Um, so, I mean, to start off with Seattle, I mean, no one really expected them to be the type of team that they were. No one really had them being a playoff team at the start of the season. You know, Geno Smith kind of being that quarterback at home. Everyone was like, well, you know, it will, it will get good again for you guys. And, you know, we had picks. It was just a lot of optimism. One plus for Seattle is that we had a very exceptional rookie class. Kenneth Walker was a highlight. Tariq Woolen was a highlight. Charles Cross was a highlight. You had... Um, Kobe Bryant, who was a highlight. You had so many different young, just rookies that just made it's, it so much it's better. It's still wild hearing all of these like young people with the name Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just wild. And then, and then with that, you had you had exceptional play from Quandre Diggs. You know, mm-hmm. he's a, a Pro Bowler again. Um, Jordan Brooks, sadly, he tore his ACL. That's going to be a little eh, going into next season. But he had an exceptional season before he got injured. A Chen and Uwosu, he was an he was a massive free agent signing. Um, going into next season, um, you know, I mean, some things I'd probably say we'd have to get better is our defensive line. I would say, you know, um, we need edge rushers. We need more defensive tackles outside of Al Woods. We need more linebacker help. It's mainly our defense and probably our inside of our offensive line. You know, um, we just have to hope for big leaps and progressions. You know, it's going to be a team that's going to be kind of taken over by these rookies who are now going to be second year players heading into the next season. So it's all uh, the amount of it's all going to be about the leap our young guys can take. You know, Tariq Woolen was a pro bowler as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that says a lot at a very tough position like corner. What is he going to do next year? You know, Kenneth Walker was flirting with uh, offensive rookie of the year, you know. So how is what step is he going to take next year? Um, you know, we had good play out of DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, Geno Smith will be a massive question mark. Like, he played good with Seattle this year, but can he run it back? Like, we haven't seen Geno be super consistent. And then I guess all I will say is, like, I do want to, uh, we need to keep a close eye on Gino. A lot of people like him, a lot of people like his story. But with that being said, I've been a big advocate on also liking Gino, but he, I but also said that he's not a clutch quarterback. Um, he's very hard to win games with when you're behind and mm-hmm. Seattle fans need to realize that because Seattle is a team that struggles scoring. This team did struggle scoring a lot. Um, there's a lot of games where we couldn't score until literally a minute left in the second quarter. And it's like, that's not how you win games. Um, we need to figure out ways to be more explosive. We don't kind of have that Russell Wilson aspect, you know, where you can scramble and throw a massive deep ball. You don't really get that with Gino. He's more like, I'm going to find the right option. I'm going to wait for my reads to read out, and then I'm going to hit this 10-yard cross. Like, I'm not not like Russell Wilson where he's going to scramble out and hit Tyler Lockett for 40 off of a broken play. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. Um You know, Seattle's kind of in that position where it's like we don't really need more outside of like just our players to get better. You know, Mm -hmm. we have some pretty good young players in place. Um, We just need to hope they take the leaps and bounds to get better and then, you know, just see where our weak links actually are and then fix those accordingly. I would like Seattle to probably probably look at getting another, you know, receiver into that mix. um, DJ, not DJ, uh, who I'm trying to think of. Can't think of the receiver's name off the top of my hand. Uh, D. Eskridge. D. Eskridge hasn't been great. Um, we kind of spent a high draft pick on him to be a pretty good slot receiver for us, and mm-hmm. he's been kind of eh. Um, I would like probably getting another a different slot receiver in there. But other than that, I mean, Seattle's a pretty a team that spreads the ball to their two main receivers and tight ends a lot. Noah Fant was a highlight. I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see what we do with Jamal Adams. I mean, he was that player we traded a lot of assets for and yeah. it doesn't seem like he can be on the field and he wasn't again this year after the first couple of weeks so um it'll be interesting to see what we do with him um hopefully if you, i imagine if he was healthy i mean this team probably could have been a lot better um you never know when it comes to his coverage so it's mm-hmm. interesting i mean i'm just kind of at a wait and see period you know i would like for us to bring back if possible like almost everybody here on my team so okay yeah um so Jordan, same question for your Ravens. Mm-hmm. What did the Ravens do right this year, and where do they need the most help going into next season? Well, I mean, they did a good job with um getting Kyle Hamilton and um Tyler Lindenbaum. And the Tyler Lindenbaum has been that underrated, you know, lineman that you know, even though he's rookie year, like you know, he plays like a veteran. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought he should have. I thought he should have made a Pro Bowl. I mean, because he he's very underrated with, you know, had a good, some good blogging. Very less, very minimal penalties on him, caught on the line. Um, so really our, our only issue is wide receiver and cornerbacks, really. Um, other than Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton and uh, we'll see with Humphrey. Chuck Clark is kind of like deciding if he should, you know, leave or not. He said that he's deciding his future. So definitely cornerback and wide receiver. Um See, I'm not, I'm not that good with like the draft boards. So, like, what players are on the board, and like, cause like, I draft stuff will probably be maybe like two weeks from now. Cause I think yeah. next week we'll probably focus on free agency. Yeah. So, give you a 
give me some time to maybe figure out a couple yeah, of corners. I, 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 I know the wide receivers that are gonna that I like are probably gonna be off the board by because we get the twenty second pick, so I don't know who's gonna be available at twenty two. So, but I think our issues is probably or, or is wide receiver and um and cornerback. I mean, okay. Raquan Smith kind of solidified that middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Odafe Owe, got Ojabo. Uh, you know, he, he he's gonna be healthy at the whole offseason to get healthy and you know get right. Um, maybe a little bit of maybe Clay's Campbell's a big hole because he he might come back, he might not. So maybe I'll work on the defensive end. I know you got Travis Jones from Penn State. Nothing, no, I'm sorry, UConn, UConn. Um, so that's another big hole. Like, is he gonna come back or is he gonna, you know, retire? Because um, yeah, I'm about to say with Campbell, I feel like could we should really look like Donald at this point, where it's like, yeah. how much more does he want to? Play as a he's been contemplating he, like in an interview I saw he wanted he wants to come back but it's like uh it's like he's 30 like we shouldn't ever rely on a 38 year old or however old he is line lineman um yeah. we really get some young young pieces so obviously feel just waiting on his decision but get a D lineman and it's right mm-hmm. cornerback and receiver all right that's not too bad all right so my Patriots you know what did they do right well, I feel like one thing they definitely did get right was, you know, when they drafted Uche and Winovich, I think a lot of people were looking at it as they were probably going to come to the point where they'd have to decide on one of them. They ultimately chose Uche over Winovich, and I got to say, based off of this year, that was the right decision because him playing opposite of Judon, you know, Uche came into his own. I think he had almost double-digit sacks this year. Uh, Judon, we know – uh, well, last year, Judon had a great start to the season, and then his sacks fell off. This year, he was much more consistent. So I feel like if Uche is going to put together a season like this or maybe even better next year, then I think the defense takes another step up. Uh, there are a couple of questions. You know, Devin McCourty, you know, I think Devin McCourty is one of those guys as well who he'll either play or retire. I don't see McCourty going anywhere else. His brother retired, I think, last season. So maybe Devin feels like it might be time for him. Where do they need the most help, though? I mean, there's a few places, but I think. See, I, I know a lot of people want to upgrade from Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones. I mean, I, I like the kind of attitude he has. I like the fact that I'm hearing, you know, he's one of those quarterbacks who likes to ask questions when play calls are made he likes to go why because he wants to know like what's the purpose for this play and then if this play doesn't work what's our plan for the next play so i like the way that his mind works that way i think a lot of quarterbacks probably do but i think some people are kind of turned off by that because he's a young quarterback but i like that but the offensive coordinator thing that has to be fixed thankfully you know, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick already came out and said, we're going to have an offensive coordinator and the interviews are supposed to start this week. I'm assuming it's probably going to be Bill O'Brien, but the, you know, with Belichick in New England, it could be somebody I wouldn't even have thought of. The fact that they're going to get somebody to do that is definitely the biggest need. So 
I just yeah, hope they bring in the guy. Would like it. Like, would you be happy if you did get Bill O'Brien? Is that something you'd be like, I'm okay with? Or is that something you're like, ooh, I'd rather have so-and-so, or I'd rather have someone else? I would be okay with Bill O'Brien because, I mean, Bill O'Brien was Brady's offensive coordinator, and Brady had a pretty good season under Bill O'Brien. So I'd be confident in knowing that he could bring in an offense that would probably highlight Mac Jones' skills. Other names... um, I feel like Zach Robinson, kind of intriguing. Um, I mean, a lot of people are throwing out Kingsbury, but it seems like Kingsbury is fine with taking the year off. He said, I'm of, going to Thailand. Don't call yeah, me. Arizona's, I mean, paying my, Arizona's paying my contract for five years. He will come back when he's good and ready, and I'm, I don't blame him. So I think it's probably O'Brien – Maybe Zach Robinson, and outside of that, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's in somebody outside of those two. But I think O'Brien is going to be right. like a Delaware State quarterback coach hey. that Bill Belichick saw at one random camp at one time. At this point, I wouldn't care. I'm all about the – as long as it's not Matt Patricia. That That's my campaign. As long as the guy has a history of calling plays and I know he'll – develop Mac Jones and all that, then I think that's their biggest need outside of maybe the wide receiver position. Devontae Parker says he wants to be the number one guy. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be mad at that. Because I think if you if go you to next year, good Miami Devontae Parker, like that would be yeah, nice. Exactly. But I but with the thing with that is I never viewed that Devontae Parker as a number one either. Um that's not going to go too much into draft stuff. Uh, every mock draft I've done, though, I got the Patriots getting Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. I think that would be amazing for your guys' team. Yeah. Like I said, we'll definitely get into the draft probably two weeks. I think next week we'll focus a lot on free agency. And I don't know. I've, I've been kicking around whether for draft stuff, maybe we do mock draft with our three teams. Yeah, at least, with, you know, I know, Jordan, you say you don't really follow college, but yeah, I mean, I, I do I'll the, the like, I'll be like a low. Yeah, you'll you'll know if you're team. Yeah. It'll kind of give you rankings. And you kind of pick guys that way. Yeah. But yeah, we can definitely we'll, see. we'll see. But I think that's a good place to, you know, end the episode. It was a, oh, wait, yeah. we got to do, do our picks for the games real quick. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. All right. Uh, no. Let me pull the games up real quick. Starving. <laughs> Sorry, man. We got to gotta make your playoff picks. You got to get this stuff on tape. Yes, that's that's and true. I'm doing I'm doing build over build over Bengals. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm doing right. build Bengals. Hold on, let me fill this in there. Giants, Cowboys, Bills, Bengals, Jaguars. Right when he clicked right. the yeah, Bengals, so- I saw Jordan shake his head. He was like, man. <laughs> Still can't no, believe. No. I'll take a mad call. Now they're going to add a text message. Now they're going to add a text message. Not bad. Nah, you're good. So, so division round <laughs> matchups. We got Bengals, Bills, Jaguars, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, Niners. Yeah. So, yeah, since we're getting kind of long in the episode here, we'll just quickly go through them. If you want to do like quick one line, five. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bills, Bengals. Who you guys got? Bills. I got the Bills. 
Man, I got the Bengals. We'll go with the majority. We'll go with the majority. No, that, no. So, 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 right. so, so, so real, real, real quick reason I'm doing it is I would have picked the Bengals. They've had their offensive line issues scare me now, especially with another member going down. Yeah, William um, is out, I think. That's just why. With it, and also with it not being at a neutral site now and it being in Buffalo, yeah. possibly, um, that it's just hard to pick against Buffalo. But you said the AFC Cup. Well, it's not the a, it's not the AFC championship. So game, so though, is so. it is so is it is the neutral side if they would have met up in the AFC championship or something? I don't. There wouldn't have been a possible way they could have met up in the AFC like, championship. It kind of seems like it's only Bills Chiefs that matchup's the only one that gets neutral site, and they can only meet in the title game. And I think that's in Atlanta. Yep, the Chiefs and Bills are in Atlanta. They picked the spot. Yeah, that's I it. Think, I believe. I'm just saying that's just like that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That was Atlanta. I mean, I'm doing Chiefs over Jaguars, but Jaguars, eh, I don't know. Can he pull upset? I don't know. Mahomes is red hot, but no, he has. They had been hot, or they had been off for a, a week or two. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh. so. And as much as I'd love to see Jacksonville just win this, um, mm-hmm. nothing against the Chiefs per se, but like I know a lot of Chiefs fans, and seeing Jacksonville win, you know, would be. A, be, it'd be nice to see that happen, but um, nah, I think Kansas City's got it. You know, Jacksonville's gonna keep it cute, but Patrick Mahomes is just gonna like yeah. after halftime. Andy Reid's gonna be like, "Sorry, we're not Brandon Staley." Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think I think Jacksonville may have a good showing against Kansas City. But you, you got to go with the experience. Yeah. It, 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be very Kansas City playoff esque. Like they're gonna like oh no Patrick Mahomes is not hitting the right thing right away. You know the Chiefs are struggling at halftime. It's like oh no Jacksonville might have a chance. Like they're yeah. down three and then it's like sorry no we're actually still the Kansas City Chiefs and we're gonna drop twenty more uh, more points on you in the second half than you will on us. Yeah, but I, I do think that's gonna be a sneaky good matchup though. Oh, yeah, that's uh, so, that. In my opinion, that's uh, outside of honestly. In my opinion, that's my game of the week. That's like my fan favorite game of the week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, NFC, Giants, Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, Giants. I gotta take the Eagles. Um, I I think out of all the upsets yeah. that Hurst, could happen this week, this is the hurt. number one. I think out of all the upsets that could happen this week, this is probably the most likely one to to happen. Yeah, I can agree with that because. I think there's some, I don't know, good like mojo or something with the Giants that I think Dayball has really tapped into this team. And I feel like they're going to go into Philly feeling really confident that they can beat this Eagles team. And we'll have to see. They haven't announced a coach of the year yet, have they? They don't do that till NFL honors. Yeah. But Dayball's definitely in that. You know, Peterson's going to be in that race. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, if, if, if either, if the Jaguars win, or the Giants win, or both win, those should be the only two options for Coach of the Year. I'm sorry, Andy Reid. I'm sorry, Zach Taylor. I'm sorry, Sean McDermott. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, maybe, maybe I'd put Sirianni in there. I'd put Sirianni yeah. in there for the Eagles. He did have a massive turnaround. But I'm sorry, McCarthy. Sorry. I'm sorry, Shanahan. All you guys, sorry. Like, you don't deserve it over those three coaches. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll throw, probably show some love to Dan Campbell as well. Yes, you Dan know, Campbell you know, as well, but it, 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 the, if he made the play, it's just because he didn't make the playoffs is why yeah. he he won't get it. If he made the playoffs, he probably would have gotten it or definitely gotten big consideration. He okay. didn't, and you still had two first-year head coaches make it. So, Yeah, definitely. And then final game, Cowboys-Niners. What do you guys got? 
I, I got I got San Fran. All right. Man, I'm well, it might be closer. It's, 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 it's gonna be closer than what, you, what the score like. It's gonna be closer than the score because like if the if that can play the same game, you know they're thinking the running backs hot. I just feel like San Francisco has a better still has a better weapon like CMC and Debo. In this, their, their defense is still intact. So, yeah. uh, but this defense is much of, better than the Bucks defense for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to take San Francisco in this one. Um, I'm not really – Dak Prescott had no turnovers in that last game. I'm not yeah. sure I want to bank on Dak Prescott not having any turnovers in this game where he is facing a better defense and a team that can convert on those turnovers and a team that's better offensively than what Tampa Bay is. Um, man, I, I just like San Francisco in this one. Um it's definitely an interesting game for sure, um, especially how San Francisco played in that first half against Seattle. You know, maybe if they come out in that way again, you know, Dallas can get up like they did against Tampa Bay. It could be the writing on the walls, you know. Dak has a point where he's up two, three touchdowns and he can coast and be easy and play smart. The Cowboys could win this, but I think San Francisco's defense is going to definitely put a lot more pressure on him and it will show. Okay, so we're setting up a conference championship weekend of Bills, Chiefs, Niners, Eagles. I mean, we'll pick those games, of course, next week. Oh, but, but in your yeah. case, you want Bengals, Chiefs. You want Bengals, Chiefs. You got Bengals, Chiefs. Yeah, but I want the majority. I was outruled in that one. But, I mean, I could, I could definitely see the Bills winning that game. I, I mean, it's not like something where I was, like, overly on the Bengals. But I, I just kind of been at the you're, 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 you're a borough boy. You're a borough guy. You're a borough guy. I am a borough guy. Yes. Maybe because he kind of reminds me of, of probably a young Brady, to be honest. And I was always a Brady guy. I yeah, I I, I know that probably kills you, Jordan. I'm not a Lamar guy. I don't know why. He's not a Joe Flacco guy. <laughs> no, I I actually do <laughs> like Lamar. The yeah. Patriots almost drafted him. So that's crazy to think where Lamar went in that draft last. It's crazy. Yeah. And now look at it now. The Patriots are supposedly the betting favorite to get Lamar. I'm not buying into that. Yeah, I think um, some I thought Vegas, it's in New York, like the Jets were, but it could be. Jets, Patriots. But I think there's some Vegas sportsbook that has the Patriots as the favorite to get him. Which Why, when they had Mac Jones. That just means they'd be trading Mac Jones away. Because as they said, Bill Belichick loves Lamar. And I've seen when Belichick loves a player. He yeah, no, it. you're right. I'm yeah. right. I'm looking at the uh, the current odds. The Patriots are the favorite. Yeah. Right under right above the Jets and then the Falcons. Because people know if Belichick loves a player, him he oh, really wants them, he will go get them. I like him in Atlanta now that I think of that. That makes so much sense, him being near that Louisville area. Mm-hmm. I think if he got to Atlanta. He would oof. be loved in Atlanta. My only thing is Atlanta's kind of going to be bad for the next few years. I yeah, it's like Lamar wants to win. But he he will be oh, a he'll definitely, star. He'll definitely, he'll definitely win a couple games, but I'm saying like they're, I don't but see him going to that franchise. That division, though, it's kind of going to be up in the air, especially if Brady leaves Tampa Bay. Lamar could yeah. go down there. Have a nine-win year and win that division, while they're trying to get better pieces around him. Mm. 
The more we talk I mean, I'm, about I'm Lamar like on Dylan. a different team, the more I'm we like, talk about yeah. Lamar on these different teams, I want to see it. Because now I'm thinking about, like, what if he went to Washington? What if he went to the Raiders? What if he? What if the 49ers were like, actually, we want Lamar. Like, screw Purdy. Screw Trey Lance. Screw Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to be look, the ones yeah, to get Lamar. You look at Lamar. Lamar would be like a upgraded version of Trey Lance. Yeah, the 49ers would be like, yeah, like, we'll trade you Trey Lance a couple of picks for Lamar Jackson. Like, you're, we're just upgrading him. Yeah. Well, the, first, well, the first team is the Ravens, man. Get that contract done. That's the first. I'll, I'm surprised they're not one of the favorites. I'm, I'm of the him going to if Tennessee with Derrick Henry. Oh, that read Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like when I, yeah, like when I saw that list, I'm surprised they weren't on that list since that's the team he's on. Like, wouldn't it be the no, favorite? So, so with landing odds, usually they usually yeah, have they, they they have different ones. They have ones for new teams, and then they have one like you will be resigned. Yeah. Yeah, it just yeah. depends which one you go to. Yeah, well, but the Ra- well, the him resigning with the Ravens will obviously will be the number one tr- odd. Right. Yeah. That that's just if he were to leave, most likely destinations. Right. So final thoughts, guys, as we you know prepare no, to I'm get ready, out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. No, no, it's like um, no, it's been one one crazy show, man. One good show, man. Like I like always. Mm-hmm. I, I sound like a robot because I say it every week, but you know, love me, me love you guys, man. I mean. You know what I'm saying? We do we put out good we push out good content. Um yeah. Uh let's see what these playoffs are about, man, in the NFL. Let's see um what the outcomes are. Definitely. Uh Dylan got anything? Huh? I mean, you know, we're going into the divisional round. It's getting to the thick of the playoffs. So, you know, after this we're gonna be down to four, you know, we're gonna be, you know, we'll be we'll we'll, we'll we'll be making our Super Bowl matchups. You know, we'll only have four specific matchups we can make after that, and it's gonna yep. kind of be unlike, oh. well, who 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 who's who's gonna be running this stuff? So I'm 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 very excited. Um, you know, college football, you know, is kind of just over. We don't really got that anymore. So it's March Madness season for me. It's NBA season for me. I'm kind of you know yes, watching same. a lot more basketball games than I am football now. So. You know, getting into that transition, and then I got UFC back. I've started doing my UFC stuff again, so yep. I'm all it's all it's all good. One goes away, and then everything else picks back up. So, the MLB is around the corner, and like what, you know, spring training's March. coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's a month away from pitchers and catchers report. You like NASCAR? That I heard that's about to start up February 5th. So if you're NASCAR people, there you go. Yeah. It's always something to watch. You got well, I mean, you got tennis now, tennis, golf, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, it's another Tuesday episode of the Big Three Podcast for yeah. Jordan, Dylan, and myself. Well, actually, I want to say uh, Maya Moore. She retired from the WNBA, one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Got to shout her out, and then she left it in her prime. Joined the social justice fight. Got her now husband's sentence expelled. So, whatever she does, yeah. she she just is a winner, and yeah, she's yeah. There's gonna be none like her. Makes you wonder if she'd stayed in the WNBA. I mean, she won four titles already. How many more could she have won? But that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all, but, but all there's all some causes all. that are bigger than sports, and she chose that path. So you gotta have the utmost respect for her. All the props for her, man. All the props. I man, I was a fan of her when she was at UConn. Like she yeah, loved the, the dog. So yeah. um, with her and uh, oh, what's his name, Gene, the coach. Yep, Ariama. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's another episode of the big three. Appreciate you guys in the chat. Appreciate you guys who tuned in and we will see you next Tuesday. Make sure you're here. So good night, everyone. And have a great day. All right. Good night, everybody.